Hi, folks. It's India Yarbrough, your It's Your Business co-host for today's episode. And I'm Katrine Bridges. Today, we're venturing into a more traditional type of business, architecture. But I can tell you, starting a business is never for the faint of heart. So without further ado, cue the show. today with Brian Falk, owner and CEO of Topeka-based Falk Architects, and also an architect himself. We'll talk with Brian about how he stood up his business and the entrepreneurial spirit and local resources that have helped him get to where he is today. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Of course. Yeah, and let's dive right in. Uh, Brian, can you tell us about your architecture background and how that led you to opening your own firm? Sure. Yeah, um, I Went to architecture school, got a degree in architecture. Uh, I worked for several other, other firms for a period of 10 years to prepare myself. And um, about five years ago, I opened my own company, and uh, it's been great ever since. For those people who maybe don't have an idea of, of the work Falk Architects does, uh, can you tell us about some of the projects you've um, maybe worked on in the Topeka area, some you know building examples or business examples, uh, so that people can kind of get a, a visual representation of, of your um, role in, in helping shape some of the, the community? Sure. Yeah. Um, we have uh, worked on hundreds of projects over the last five years. Um, some of the more like uh, noteworthy. We worked on Redbud Park, which is the park in Nodo. Uh, we uh, helped to light the downtown water tower. We we worked on the townsite events center and the new events center that's going in there. It's so quite a few. Um, we helped help light the uh, the arches of across Kansas Avenue as well. So those are some of the more public projects we do. But we've also done, you know, lots of just kind of more, you know, office remodels or helping small businesses get into their buildings or uh, code analysis. So we do all kinds of types of work. I'd kind of call us a general practice um, firm, uh, although we do, you know, we do specialize in, in certain things as well. We do some a lot of historic preservation and we do um, a lot of parks and rec work. That's that's interesting. I've seen uh, a lot of those different installations and uh, and and projects uh, in action. So uh, glad to to be able to talk to you about that. Um, so you your company has grown to several employees now. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what made you an entrepreneur? At what point did you think, huh? I really want to venture out on my own and uh, and hire people and uh, be my own boss. Yeah, um, I I think I picked that up from my dad. My dad was an entrepreneur. He was a veterinarian, and um, as a kid, I would often work for him. He he'd have me doing renovations on on things. He owned a few rental properties, and I'd be renovating things, and or I'd be working at his veterinary practice, cleaning kennels or mowing lawns. And he'd always kind of talk to his children about, uh, you know, what he was doing and, and how he was doing it. And so I learned a lot from him and I I got that bug from him, I suppose. Mm, so it sounds like it, it runs in the family, so to speak. Yeah, it really was a kind of a, an advantage to having somebody that was an entrepreneur as a dad because, you know, I probably got like a 
15, 20-year head start on the typical person. You know, you learn a lot by listening and having people teach you. And I, I was lucky enough to have um, somebody that, you know, driving in the, down the car, he'd tell me, hey, this is what was happening at work and this is how he dealt with it. And so I kind of learned some of those things that I was, I was fortunate enough to learn those, you know, when I was in high school and college uh, rather than when I was 35 years old or whatever, where a lot of people probably learned a lot of those uh, a lot of those skills later. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure it's beneficial too to to kind of be able to to picture yourself or see yourself in a in a certain role, whether that be as an entrepreneur or some other profession. Yeah, well, in in talking about your your beginnings uh, with Falk Architect uh, or Architects rather, uh, could you talk about you know you worked out of a, a co working space when you were first getting started right here in downtown Topeka? Uh, you know, why was that an important environment for you to be in as this as this budding entrepreneur? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the very first day I started the company, I was at that coworker space. I knew I wanted to to work out of it. It was a it was a really nice environment. It had you know better better furnishings and uh, kind of everything about it was nicer than if I was to work out of my basement or my house temporarily as I got started. So it's kind of nice just to have a, a a nice place to work. But it also had the added benefit of it had kind of a support network of people there. So um, there was a person that was running the facility that uh, was very knowledgeable about for various items like marketing or, or, or grants and things like that. So you could kind of pick her brain on certain things. And there's other people that were running businesses that might be IT related or uh, they're engineers or they're contractors. And so you, you have all these people with different skill sets, kind of like you're in a bigger company. So if you needed marketing, you'd go just down the hallway to the, the marketing guys and say, Hey, I'm kind of looking at this. Is there something you can help me with? And maybe you pay them a little bit of money to help you with a logo or whatever it might be. Um, or you just ask them a question about what would you do, you know, help market the company and they don't charge you for that kind of stuff. Cause everybody just shares their knowledge. And so you get this uh, advantage of uh, a lot of consultants all around you. So I really enjoyed it. It was a really great experience. I was there for about three years before we went off onto our own office. Wow, three years. That's a, that's a, that's quite some time to, to get up and running, but then you got your own office. That is, that is the success story. If I know one. <laughs> um, and, yeah. uh, and and I, I I also know that you participated in an incubator program that we started to run in Topeka, the Wheelhouse Incubator Program, starting in 2019. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that is a, a little bit in addition to just a co-working space that you were part of um, back in 2019. Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of a, a really fun thing to do. It, again, it's just one of those things where you get you get. Uh, get involved in things because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And so I, I signed up for this wheelhouse incubator program where a group of entrepreneurs went through it. It's kind of like a class. You'd meet every week and discuss your business and ways to improve it. And, you know, people would bring up topics that maybe you hadn't thought about before. And so you get to give you different perspectives on things and um, just kind of a, a way to continue to grow as an entrepreneur and, and a business owner. And and what do you think um, is the role of mentorship in in your journey? Uh, is that something we hear that uh, over and over again from entrepreneurs that they love the interaction from with, with somebody who has gone through the process before or has substantial experience um, from from their uh, careers? Uh, is that something that you benefited from? 
Yes. Um, so the, you know, the, the wheelhouse incubator offered, uh, some mentorship opportunities through there. And so I had, um, actually I had Carl Klein who, who works with, um, a lot of people, uh, at the chamber and go, uh, go Topeka and such and, uh, Washburn, uh, small business center. And he, uh, he was actually my mentor in that and helped me with various questions as I was going through that program. But he, he's also been very helpful, uh, really since I, the day I started my company, he, one of his roles um, is just to help small businesses grow in Topeka. So whatever it is that you need, he can help support you. And um, he, you know, I think there, there's too many things to, to mention. I, you'd call him up and he'd say, hey, you need to talk to this person. And he'd point you in the right direction. Or, uh, you know, he's just a really invaluable resource for uh, entrepreneurs in, in Topeka. Um, let's see. The other thing, I there's a... Uh, I bumped into um, a, a developer that has been a great mentor to, to me as well. And um, just kind of, I, I know a whole lot about architecture. I don't know as much about development. And I, I ran into him at this, at 712 Innovations and started learning from him. And there was, there's a whole lot of other mentors, but those are some of the, the major ones that were players in helping me. Well, and on the topic of, of growth, I mean, it sounds like uh, that Wheelhouse Incubator program was uh, quite beneficial for you in terms of, you know, connecting you with resources, connecting you with people in the business community here who who could, you know, help you scale up in a sense um, in whatever form that takes. Can you talk about Falk Architects, uh, you know, plans for growth, maybe the, the growth you've experienced since uh, you got started several years back and, and what plans may be on the horizon for you guys? Sure. Yeah. So uh, when I started, my goal was one, uh, adding one person, one, one architect essentially per year to our company, which uh, we've, we've basically hit, but that's where we're at. We're at five years. We have uh, five employees and, um, and that's kind of, you know, architecture is a slow moving beast getting buildings pro- um, built takes time. It takes sometimes years to do, and it takes sometimes years to plan. And so it, it was just slow and steady is kind of what I've looked to, to do. I've never had to fire anybody or lay anybody off. And, and, uh, I, uh, I, I don't look to, to hire and fire really quick ever. I just want to, I want to find good employees and, and let the company grow with the employees. Um, so one person growth has kind of been our, our method of, of how we should grow and then the right pace. So we don't over overwhelm ourselves. Um, when I signed up for the wheelhouse, I actually signed up for it, um, as kind of a offshoot of Falk Architects. Um, we, we were starting this newer company called Hicksblock LLC, which is our development company. And, and the development company owns a uh, row house apartment complex that we're renovating. And it owns some buildings in the Noto Arts and Entertainment District that we're renovating. And so um, I, I went through that program really to uh, kind of go through the process of thinking about that portion of the business and, um, and, and so that, you know, just kind of carving away a little bit of my time to think specifically about development and how we can do that in a way that complements Falk Architects and doesn't get in the way of other developers. And, and, um, and so that, that business has been growing. We've, we've basically, um, 
probably tripled the amount of occupants in the apartment complex since we purchased it. We, um, uh, all of our, our, our two buildings in Noto are occupied. We have, uh, good leases on those with good tenants. Um, so it's moving in a really good direction. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you had a, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you had a bit of a, a growth plan in mind when you were getting started as far as this, you know, one employee per year um, path. Uh, can, you, can you talk about the, maybe the importance of, of even if it's not, you know, set in stone of, of having this growth um, plan or, or mindset as you're, as you're getting going and, and how that has uh, helped you? Yeah, sure. Um... You know, so I, I am about growth. I want the company, you know, by the time I'm retired, you know, if we add up all the years, I'm 41 years old. So hopefully I have maybe close to 30 years of a career left. Hopefully we'll be a pretty large company by the by that time we reach that point. And um, that's always been kind of the goal, you know, grow something that's got some value and that uh, can do some great things. And um, a larger team can typically accomplish more than, just myself, you know, so really getting a good team, um, letting the people grow, um, bringing jobs to, to Topeka, um, finding good, good quality architects is sometimes challenging in Topeka. And so bringing them to Topeka, some of the things that Topeka is doing to kind of enhance quality of life, uh, better downtown area, that all the improvements have been happening. It's going to make it easier to, to uh, attract talent. And, um, you know, these are good, high-paying jobs that, that we were providing. Um, but it, it, it is challenging sometimes because architects want to go to the big cities. They want to go to Chicago. They want to go to New York. And so we've got to be able to bring the best talent to Topeka. And um, I think that that's something that everybody in Topeka is constantly working on. How, how do we attract that, that awesome talent? Now that's uh, I, we, we hear that a lot. Talent is one of the uh, biggest um, factors that comes to when it comes to success of uh, and growth of a of a small business or a startup or even any size business. So if you don't have the talent available, then the, you, you you can't grow or you have to move away. Which of course we we don't want to do, uh, and and we don't want this to happen in the community. So um, I'm I'm glad that you're very aware of that and you're you're engage in the community to um, to make this a great place to uh, to live, work, and play and to attract the right kind of talent that uh, fuels your growth as well. Um, and and you, you hit a little bit on talent, but is there any other uh, obstacle that you can uh, pinpoint uh, that you had to overcome as you uh, were growing your business. Um, we have many of our listeners may have an idea um, that they want to uh, start a startup for, and uh, and and it's always important to go into a project like that with your eyes wide open. What is something that you had to struggle with, uh, and and how did you overcome it? Yeah, um, well, kind of a sort of advice to just generally any future entrepreneur. I would say is become extremely prepared, prepare yourself for what you're doing before you dive in. So learn to swim before you jump in the ocean. Um, like for instance, you know, if I, I, I had to go to architecture school for five years, I had to work for other architects for 10 years, five of those years, I, I was just working for other architects so I could become a better architect. I felt like after about five years, I felt like I was really, really good architect. 
but I just didn't know how to do the business side of architecture. So I spent the next five years kind of figuring that out. How to how do I get work? Why why would people hire me versus somebody else? I had to figure all those things out, and um, those were you know challenging pieces. And I wouldn't recommend any architect um, become an entrepreneur unless they know how how to do that and have kind of figured it all out um, because it, it can be tricky. I mean, even even with the prep that I put into it, the first year I didn't make as much money as I did working for somebody else. So the first year was was tough, and I, me and my wife had saved a good chunk of money and we pretty much had spent all that money. Um, we, we started the business, I think in, uh, April or May of 2016, I think it was earth day of 2016, whenever that is. And, um, that first nine months had kind of gone around and it was an election year. And for some reason around the election time, nobody was calling. I wasn't getting any phone calls. I was doing a lot of like pro bono work and I'll get into this later, but I probably should have been doing reaching out to more clients, but I was doing a lot of pro bono work, giving a lot of work away. Uh, but I wasn't getting a lot of paying work, um, at, towards the last quarter of, of 2016 and our savings drying up. Luckily, right after the election, things just picked up and, and they haven't stopped since then people started calling and it, it became just like a, a regular thing to, to get new work on a regular basis. Um, I, I should, what I should have done, it was good to do pro bono work. It kind of gets your name out there. It's good for the community. There's lots of wonderful things about it, but I should have balanced it a little bit better with reaching out to more prospective clients, which I did very little of. I still don't enjoy doing that all that much. Well, and you raised the the question a minute ago, you know, why would someone hire me? I'm sure. And it seems like that was a, a prominent question. Uh, you were, you know, wrangling with as you uh, got started and, and tried to attract clients. Um, can can you talk a bit about kind of that um, that value proposition? I guess you know, as um, and and this may tie into to maybe your advice for um, young entrepreneurs or people who who have an idea and want to get started with it. You know, uh, what strategies, I guess, um, helped you kind of craft your um, your elevator pitch, so to speak, of, of you know, this is this is the value I bring and, and this is what my clients should know. And, and it, I've got to be confident in that. You know, what, what was your, your strategy there when it came to, to kind of um, overcoming that and, and ultimately attracting clients? Sure. Uh, well, first I would say I, I'm not good at the elevator pitch. I, I'm not good at going and selling my services uh, necessarily. Um, I, I think it's more of a um, word of mouth, which is not, it's, we're small enough, it works fine right now, but as we grow as a company, that's not really what, what they recommend you do. So we have some growth yet to, that we need to do as far as business development of our, and the way we develop our business and grow and get larger projects. Um, the work that we get tends to be because somebody said good things about us to somebody else and, and that person listens and, and um, thinks highly of, of, of our previous clients, um, opinion. And typically we, we, I think we, we make those people happy because we try to figure out what, what they need out of us and not what, what you know, we, we try to really solve their problem that they're communicating to us and not just, you know, design for our own sake or to make ourselves happy. We try to figure out what the, the goals of each individual project. So for instance, um, 
like we do some work with the state. Feedback we've gotten from um, the owner's representatives at the state is that we're responsive. If they call, we're, we're on it right away, right? Um, other clients, like some developers, have, have said they really like that we, we listen to them. We provide the services that they want. And don't go overboard because they they want to be they because they're developers they're pretty savvy to buildings and what they want and they don't necessarily need the architect getting involved with every decision so we provide them what they want and stay out of the things that that they don't need us for um, you know so yeah you know, each but each client has its own kind of thing that they're looking for we try to we provide a proposal written proposal typically before we get work. And I try to listen really carefully to what they're asking and provide a, a, uh, a proposal that provides them the services they want, but not the services they don't want. And that saves them money. And also, um, if we get that, that proposal nice and tight, we can make more money as well. If, we, if we're just guessing and we, we're not accurate on the, on the proposal, they sometimes might or we were or we're not clear they might ask for more things than what we we had in our head and that could cost us money or or cause us to to come back to them and say hey we, we, we you know this isn't what we were anticipating doing and and that lack of communication uh is typically not something that people like they want to, they want good communication so everybody's on the same page and the expectations are straight and buildings are complex. They're really complicated. They they take a lot a lot of time. So sometimes we might design a building, and then a year later they build it. And somebody asked me, "Hey, what's what were we doing here?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that was that was a year ago. <laughs> That's why we put it on the drawings." So you know, the, the, we we create these complex construction documents and specs. Sometimes um, you know, it might be a hundred pages of drawings and hundreds of pages of specifications, and it's almost like a little Bible. You know, it's hard to memorize something like that. Um, so it's, um, we put it on the drawings and, and just like the same way with our proposals, you know, we, we might put our proposal together six months, um, prior to when the services are happening and, and it's good to, to write it down and, and, and have a written agreement because otherwise people tend to forget things and, um, and it's really the fair way to go about it. I think people appreciate it too. Just, it works better. I find that so interesting that many of these success factors that you just mentioned are really quite intangible, right? Uh, it's not the the hard facts and 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 costs and and drawings. Of course, that goes without saying. You have to be able to deliver that. Uh, but uh, just communication and listening and um, setting the right expectations and then living up to them is uh, what what what's really key. And it sounds trivial. It sounds logical, but it's amazing how many how many companies don't do that or uh, do it uh, in, in just to a certain degree so they don't grow as as, as quickly or, or as fast so it sounds to me like you could actually be a mentor uh, going forward yourself <laughs> having gone through this experience sure yeah I mean I've, I've learned a lot and uh I am, I'm always about sharing what I've learned because uh, plenty of people have, have shared really great information. And, um, yeah, and I, I, uh, I think it's great to, to, to help, help people around us by sharing. Yeah. Oftentimes you get more back anyway from, from giving than, than uh, anything. Uh, one other, you know, like one other story, just yesterday I was working with, uh, a, a client in Colorado. We got the project 
from a contractor that we know and and um we it's a fairly large project maybe one of our largest ones and i went and i toured different facilities a month or two ago um for this project with this group and i could just tell this group they didn't know me i was referred by this contractor they're like you, you could tell there's like why, why is this guy here what's what's his connection why do we choose him and we i don't know i you know i don't know why they i got this project it's a great project i'm not asking questions but I knew I could do the work, and um, but I was not an expert in this building type either. And so they could have maybe hired somebody that had done a bunch of buildings just like this, um, and maybe that person might have had a, a step ahead of me. And so, but you could, I could just kind of read the room, and I could tell at least a few of the people felt that way as we toured these different facilities. We toured like maybe ten different facilities, and. Um, and I just, I was just listening and, and learning and, and, and taking notes. And, um, I could tell up till maybe the last day of the, of the tour, that was the opinion of a lot of the people. But then on the, I kind of, the way back, I kind of changed my approach where before I was listening and taking notes. Now I was asking a bunch of questions, communicating, starting to develop an architectural program. So I said, okay, can I have some of your time as we were driving, driving back? And I, and I started writing down and notating all the spaces. I said, what do you like about this? Did you like this one? It sounded like the, the group really liked this feature. Did I, did I hear you correct? And so I developed a program. And then we put that program into a plan over the last month. And we're developing 3D. And one of the ones that I thought I was, I was the most worried about during these these uh, these uh, tours yesterday was just praising me over the phone. He's, I am so glad. He said, I'm so glad we had you on this project. You're listening. You're giving us everything we need. We are so happy to have you on this. So it's really, to me, that's what it's about. It's about, it's about providing a service that, um, that meets our client's expectations. And this isn't an easy client either. There's, there's these two, two people amongst the client that have really different opinions. And so we kind of have to act as a mediator between these two people and find common ground. And so we, what, what I've been doing is just identifying, okay, we could go over that route. Here's what I see as the pros. Here's what I see as the cons. And then I've kind of let those two guys figure it out and we come to a consensus. And um, to me, that that's how, how hopefully we'll continue to grow is we don't, you know, we, we listen, we, we provide services that, that solve people's problems and, um, and we work hard to, to gain their trust and to, to, um, not get ourselves in the way of, of anything We're we're there to, to serve, not, not the other way. We're not there because of some other reason. A lot of architects get, get into architecture because of the ego, because of the design and because of, uh, the feeling of important. And we try to, try not to go there at any point. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and I'm some of those things you've talked about, you know, are, are good in, in business and in life, right? <laughs> you know, trust, communication, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. So you've really made a lot of good points there. Um, 
when we've talked a lot about about resources during this conversation, uh, of course, we've got a, here in Topeka, we've got an innovation campus on the horizon. Um, there was funding secured for that at, at the Joint Economic Development Organization recently. Um, we've seen, you know, an emphasis on, on standing up co-working spaces locally. Uh, I'm wondering, you know, and of course, we still have that wheelhouse incubator program going. Uh, I'm, Brian, I'm wondering, you know, are there other small business or startup resources that um, that you think Topeka would benefit from, that you have, have seen maybe work elsewhere or, or anything of that um, matter? Can you comment on that? Sure. Um, well, they there's the Kaufman Fast Track program. I, I think Topeka still has that, I believe. And I went through that. I thought that was a really good program. That was the first thing I really went through as an entrepreneur and that was probably about 10 years ago. And I, I learned quite a bit and, and um, you know, just start thinking about what, what the business could be, how, how we should structure it. That was really good. And then there is a, um, a mainly kind of a group of retired people. I'm blanking on what, it's just so silly because I'm actually a member of the group and I'm, I'm blanking on what it is. <laughs> Catherine, do you happen to remember what that group is? Uh, the older guys that do a lot of mentoring. Score. Uh, score. Is it the score? Yeah. 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 Score. That's right. Yeah. So score is a is a great program for kind of connecting people that have been in the business world for a long time with new entrepreneurs. Besides that, you know, the I think that having a, um, a incubator uh, type atmosphere or co worker space and keeping that alive in Topeka is would be is very beneficial, and I hope hope we continue to do that. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. I think uh, what we're what we're all um, aspiring to do is uh, make our ecosystem uh, more and more efficient for our entrepreneurs to be successful, right? And um, it takes it takes a village, and in this case, it takes Topeka <laughs> to get engaged and to yeah. to put all these resources together. So I truly appreciate you telling the story uh, from your perspective because you 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 have um, been in Topeka. Um, First, collecting your experience and launching your business and growing your business, and 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 now uh, from from what it sounds like, uh, expanding past Topeka as well. And you talked a little bit about uh, some of the major obstacles that you had to overcome as an entrepreneur. Uh, on the flip side, what are the most um, rewarding? Uh, experiences that you've had as an entrepreneur that you may or may not have expected. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's kind of silly, but the first time I was written, somebody wrote me a check for the company. It was just like, Oh, that, that's, that's cool. You know, I, I feel good. I, I, I went and I, I made my own money. I'm not reliant on somebody else. Um, I'm still relying on my clients, which is a wonderful thing, but I, you know, I don't have a boss. This is me. I just made some money and I get to go cash to check. That was really kind of fun. I, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect to have that feeling. Um, besides that, I, I like the, one of the things I didn't really love about working for someone else was um, I was often, and this may be for other fields as well, but I was often behind the desk a lot, you know, doing project management or design. And uh, now I get to meet more people. I just, because I'm kind of a business owner, I'm out talking with people and uh, developing relationships more. And I, I really enjoy that aspect of entrepreneurship. I think it's fun. 
Yeah, well, um, we we like to, you know, at the near the end of these conversations to kind of take it back to uh, a lighter note, a, f- a, f- a fun note. So here's a, a question for you since you have, you know, been in Topeka for a while now and, you know, you're raising your family here, you've started a business here. What is your favorite spot to visit in Topeka? And, you know, this could really be anything, restaurant, coffee shop, um, local business. What's your, your favorite spot in Topeka? Favorite spot? Um, I have lots of favorite spots. Don't tell me your I office. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love going to the office every day. That's one thing about being an entrepreneur too. And even before I was an entrepreneur, I liked going to work. Uh, and I looked forward to it all the time, and I enjoy what I do. But my favorite spot, I like, I like Gage Park. I like, um, I like downtown Topeka. I like Noto. Um, I like Lake Shawnee. Um, all those places are just amazing. I think they're they're very specific to Topeka. There's no other place like those in the world, and they 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 make Topeka special. I think. Yeah. Well, Brian, that about wraps up our conversation today. Uh, Brian, Katrine, do you guys have any final thoughts on, on entrepreneurship on on business to to leave our listeners with? Uh, this was a great conversation. I, I really appreciated your insights and, um, you know, bringing the, the startup world a bit, little bit closer to our audience and encouraging um, people that have the entrepreneurial bug. Just go out and try it. Find the people around you that support you in your idea. Uh, learn as much as you can. That was a very good um, uh, lesson that, that uh, you put out there, uh, Brian. And, you know, make the jump if you, if you feel ready for it. Um, it it's a journey. Uh, you don't have the answers, all of the answers at the beginning. Uh, but if you know how to tap the right resources and you have the tenacity and the passion to do it, uh, absolutely, Topeka is a good place to, to, to launch. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with everything you just said. And, and I just add, you know, my journey was different than everybody else's. So like architecture is really hard and it takes a lot of time to learn a lot of the stuff that you need to learn. Um, there is opportunities for entrepreneurship in Topeka that might only take three months of research and prep and then you can go jump and go do it. Um, it just, it's a different, every different field, I think it's going to be a little bit different and, and there's so many opportunities. And I think it's so rewarding that if you feel the urge to do it, you should try it. My, my feeling was if it didn't work, I could always find another job. So you really don't have that much to lose. Don't feel that failure is going to ruin your life. It's not going to just get to try it again. Well, Brian, Katrine, Thank you so much both for being here with us today. Uh, Brian, we really appreciate your insights. Awesome. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. What a great conversation today. It certainly was. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you just heard, please like and subscribe. And if you know of any entrepreneur in Topeka that you would like us to highlight on this show, please let us know. To reach us, you can shoot me an email at iyarbro at cjonline.com or you can find me on Twitter. Hope you'll join us next time.